Welcome to The Money Mavens, a podcast for the ambitious female business owner that loves money and desires to create a business and lifestyle up-level. With myself, Charlotte Balbier, multi-seven-figure brand builder, and my partner in success, Josie May, global six-figure business coach. Join us for all things business and lifestyle, combined with our strong opinions, a few naughty words, lots of fun, and a double dose of luxury. So pull up your seats at the success table with us, Charlotte and Josie, the Money Mavens. Welcome to another episode of the Money Mavens with myself, Charlotte and Josie. And today we are joined by a guest who I've known for a very long time from the wedding industry, who I have always greatly admired had lots of fun with, and I'm absolutely delighted to welcome on the vlog today, Kat Williams from Rock and Roll Bride. Um, Kat has achieved so much in her career from being a magazine editor, a small business mentor. She's a creative director of style shoots, some really cool, big brands. And she's also a best-selling author. And today she's joining us on The Money Mavens. Welcome, Kat. Hello. Hi! Hi. <laughs> oh, so good to have you here. So so good. Before we came on air, I was telling Josie all about you and how you really like mix things up in the wedding industry. And for somebody like me who like came along and wanted to do that as well, you were just like so exciting to have in the industry. I used to love it when you would cause a few weddings. <laughs> <laughs> like yes, cat, yes. Like and you were so like it was just an, such an exciting time. And I'm I was, I was rubbish with the wedding industry until obviously Charlotte and I met three years ago and I knew nothing about the wedding industry, even though I got married eight years ago. But I did know you. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> I'd recognise yes. Rock and Roll Bride straight away. So, but like Charlotte will mention things and I'll be like, yeah, I haven't got a clue what you want about. Yeah. But now, I'm, I'm, honestly, now I don't even know what a cathedral veil is. I know it all, love. Maybe not at all, but I know quite a lot now. But um, when I first started, but I did know you. So you obviously yeah. like yeah, well, stood out. Definitely, <laughs> definitely, definitely. So... For those who are listening, I know a lot of our listeners that are listening today will know exactly who you are because a lot of our clients love you and talk about you. And so a lot of people that listen to this are in the wedding industry will know exactly who you are. But for those who are listening, share a little bit more about your entrepreneurial journey and being a business owner and let them know who you are. Right. So I started a blog in 2007. So in terms of like being a quote-unquote influencer I'm basically a dinosaur like I'm just so much older than most people that are like in this space especially in the wedding industry I feel like a lot of wedding sort of publications are made by quite young people so anyway I started in 2007 when I was engaged and I just basically started a blog to talk about sort of our wedding planning journey and it naturally evolved into talking about more alternative stuff because you know, Charlotte, you'll know at that time, the wedding industry was so hyper traditional, like the fact that I wanted my bridesmaids to wear black was like a huge drama. Like people were just like, oh, it'll look like a funeral. Like it's, you know, you have to do this and you have to do that. And um, I was just, I'm very much, uh, I'm quite rebellious spirit. I always have been. I like to like be myself and I don't really care what anybody thinks about that. So when it came to my wedding, sorry, our wedding, um, <laughs> my wedding um, I didn't want to do what any everybody else was doing it's just not in my nature so you know I bought all the magazines 
and you know I went online and I was just so disappointed by what I found I just remember thinking like I was never the kind of person that really really wanted to get married I, I've never dreamt of you know walking down the aisle or my big day but like once we were in it I was like okay I'm gonna do this properly I'm gonna get really obsessed with it but yeah I was <laughs> disappointed by what I found and I was like god is this it like you have to you know spend a lot of money you have to get married in a church you have to have a big white dress and I was just like oh I just feel so cookie cutter and like tick the box and that's just not who we are so um I guess the blog sort of naturally evolved from me talking about my and our wedding planning journey into like just finding things mostly from the states at that point that were just a little bit different and blogging about them basically and I think this was even before I think I guess Facebook would have been around but it was definitely before Instagram Pinterest any of that so it was literally just like a blog spot blog um and yeah I mean the, the the short version is after a few years people started paying attention I would get invited to events I think that's where me and Charlotte met at the white gallery trade show um and it sort of naturally organically kind of became a business like some people loved it some people hated it um the people that loved it would be like how can we get involved can we advertise can we buy a banner ad can you talk about us um and yeah it was a very organic slow process I think you know some people think like you know you go viral as an influencer or a, or a blogger and you're just you you make it overnight but it definitely wasn't my experience um it took a really long time so we did you monetize the blog first is that how it started you monetize the blog to begin with yeah yeah so I started in 2007 we got married to beginning of 2008 and um I started making money probably like mid 2009 is when people started sort of coming to us and being like you know can we advertise can you talk about us and then I was able to quit my job in like early 2010 I think so, so it was three years before I was really able to yeah I remember you actually making that transition from working and talking about it and everything because I came into I I I worked in the wedding industry all my life but I became my brand in 2003 so I felt like I was really on that journey and I watched you evolve and grow your brand and what I loved about you was that you did polarize people I love that I always that's just my nature like I'm still doing it it from a brand perspective it's it's the gold isn't it like you want to you want to be some people to love you and some people not to because it creates a stir it's like from a brand perspective it's brilliant you know wedding, I know it's, it's organic you didn't you didn't choose it to be that way but that's how you know it is yeah, a, and in the wedding industry because it was so like this is the way we do it and there is no other way yeah and I was really trying to make a difference and then so when people like you were doing it, it made I loved it I was like this is amazing this is what yeah. you like um, but a lot of people, of course, resisted it, didn't want to have the change. Yeah. And I remember people being so mad all the time. Oh, so mad. <laughs> really? So Why? Mad. Oh, they'd be so, like, you weren't allowed to, like, almost ghost some things because people would get so cross. Yeah. I mean, there was, I mean, I'm trying to think of some examples. I remember there was one, there was one example where I think I did a post about, and I don't know what your opinion on this was, Charlotte, but I think I did a post on how, like, secondhand wedding dresses were a thing. And it was like, you know, you could buy your dress secondhand, you could go to TK Maxx, you could go to Oxfam. And a lot of bridal designers were quite pissed. They were like, you shouldn't be telling people to not buy our dresses. I would say that I probably was one of those that was pissed off. (laughs) I actually think I remember you emailing me. Yeah, I will. Because like you, I I will worse my opinion. Yeah. I probably will have told you that. But now, 
where I'm at now, I would have seen it as an opportunity to talk about sustainability of the brand and things like that. Yeah. And all I cared about was how much money I would make. And let's be honest, the people that go and buy secondhand and the, like they're not your people anyway. Yes. You're not, they're not impacting you anyway. Those that are thinking, who would even think about buying secondhand aren't the same people that are going to drop four grand, five grand. But what it dress. shows is that in the wedding industry, particularly, it's so competitive and so yeah. fearful fearful and there's so much and i've really grown massively yeah I've done there's a lot of that. there's a lot of scarcity mindset in oh. the wedding industry which is ironic really because there is a lot of money being spent um <laughs> but it's like there's a lot of small business owners that are just like trying to grab onto whatever they can and you know we all grow and learn these things as we go as we go on and there's things that i've said in the past that i would never say now um and, you know, there's things that I would have, like, fiercely believed in back then that I've changed my opinion on. And yeah, that's you're like, human. Yeah. Okay. That's being a yeah. woman, I think. We've got the... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Having the right Tra- to change mind. Exactly. Like what I'm hearing there as well is this was a real passion passion for you then. Because yeah. if you were doing it for two years after you got married, before you even monetized it, you obviously yeah. loved doing it. I'm guessing you loved doing it anyway. Am I right? Or were you, like... Yeah. No, yeah, definitely. I was obsessed. Yeah. I was like, this is Yeah, crazy. see, that's beautiful as well. I said, I think when people, because that really is making money out of your passion. You know, people talk about it all the time, you know, monetizing what you love doing. And it sounds like that's exactly what you did organically. And yeah, and I think that there was, there was a lot of fear and scarcity. Um, and I was guilty of it, I admit. Yeah. I couldn't imagine her sending an email. <laughs> <laughs> and I probably, I probably replied like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like I probably actually genuinely didn't even think about how that would have been perceived from the other side. I was yeah. just like, oh, I just don't get this. Why do you know? And that's, you know, something that I've learned and grown a lot myself, like thinking yeah. from other people's perspective and being like, okay, maybe there's something else going on that I don't quite understand because I don't know fucking everything. <laughs> Yeah, and, but the thing is, what I know is there's room for everything, and there are people. And like you said, they're not my people. But you get you get frightened, and you want you, you think. Well, I used to think. I don't think it now. But like, what if I never make this money again? What if this year's yeah. just a really good year, and I've, I've just looked out a little bit, and then suddenly everyone's going to start buying dresses from TK Maxx or pre-loved or whatever the trend is? But yeah. actually, they're not my bride, so I don't need to worry no. about it. But you do get into that fear because there's everybody then joins on, you know, and back then was a the forums were a thing and there was all yes. forums and people would be like, oh, have you seen what they've posted and done? And now <laughs> that's the end of the wedding industry as we know it, you know, and like you get caught up in it. It's, mm. it's bonkers. And yeah. yeah, like looking at it now from a step back, like, you know, the people that were reading your blog and thinking about, you know, um, buying a secondhand dress or getting one from TK Maxx or whatever probably were very different people than them that yeah. wanted to go into a bridal shop and try on the different Absolutely. ones they're like and there's room for everybody and that's, course there that's is. what you want to do and actually now I'm all for sustainability and pre-loved mm. and re-loving dresses yeah. listen to the growth there growth I know well it's easy when you're not selling them isn't it yeah. <laughs> it's, very, it's very it's very easy when you're on your own business to like think that everything feels really personal like yes and to feel very you, yeah. yeah and to be like instantly triggered by something and just be yeah. like oh my fucking god that's the wrong that's wrong and I'm not taking the time to actually think in you know what that's not wasn't the intention like I get yeah. triggered by shit all the time oh yeah yeah today I'm like oh fuck we always say us too like if say a person triggers us like Charlotte will come in and say have you seen that girl or something on whatever or I say oh that person's irritating me. And we always say to the one 
what's she got that you haven't got or that that's you want? what's she doing that you're not doing and we know because that's people trigger you when they're doing something that you on the whole yeah. either that you want or that you're not doing yourself or something somebody was triggering me the other day and Josie said what's she got that you haven't got and I went a rich husband I do have a rich husband and I was pissed off because I was <laughs> like I want a rich husband <laughs> I, saw a, I saw a meme the other day that was like um, I'll forever regret marrying for love in my 20s. I should have married <laughs> marrying a rich man in my 30s. And it's so funny and so true. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think, yeah, when you get triggered by something, like it's not actually about them. It's no. about you. It's about yeah. what they're saying. What button is that pushing? And why is that pushing that button? And what can you fucking learn from it? And be like, you know, what do I need to grow from yeah, yeah. at this point? Yeah. Because you know the thing that that person is saying they probably don't even know you're you exist they're not even yeah. thinking about you so yeah it's all about it's never about them like you say and they don't need to change anything like you've right. got to look internally and go okay well if i want that what am i gonna do it's so easy to just be like and get all like right and josie's we're really good like we call each other out and then it's easy like, to see in someone yeah. else like it's so much easier to see in someone else. Like sometimes you don't see it yourself because you're so self-righteous <laughs> that yeah. actually we call each other out because we see it in each other because we spend so much time together. But yeah, it's easy to miss in yourself. But we all get triggered, you know, none of us are perfect. Yeah, yeah. and we trigger people all the time to talk about money. And we're like, that's okay, you can trigger yeah. it. Like, you want it, so mm. do you want to do our course? <laughs> 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 we'll help you with that. <laughs> so that's how you started, but you've really evolved massively over the years. Like. Um, I kind of got involved with the blog and then really got involved with the magazine. I was going to say it was a magazine. I, so I remember got, buying it. I think. Yeah. Is that right? There's a magazine, Rock and Roll. Yeah, I yeah. remember buying it when I was getting married. Yeah. So, um, I mean, with any business, you have to constantly evolve, but especially with an online business, because things just change all the time. There's new platforms. There's new ways people engage with content. You know, there's more competition. You know, you're always having to evolve and think of new things to do. Um, I kind of love it. Like, the, I, I don't, I don't want to be bored. If I was doing the same thing, I would would have been doing in 2008 I wouldn't be still doing it because I would have died of boredom um yeah so basically we had a blog and then in 2014 actually no in 2011 we were invited to go to a wedding fair like it was called a, the vintage something designer vintage wedding fair or something and they asked us to exhibit as a blog and we were like well how the fuck do we exhibit as a blog like, do we bring a computer and be like go to www and this was like 2011 and even at that point people still didn't really understand blogs in this country like they were definitely becoming a thing but a lot of people didn't know what they were um so we sort of came up with this idea to have like a brochure like a printout sort of magazine I suppose um to give to people and we just thought calling it rock and roll bride magazine sounds way sexier than take this brochure and read it on the train like that's yeah. not so we called it rock and roll bride magazine and people just lost their shit they were just like oh my god this is what the industry needs like 2011 there was still a lot of wedding magazines in print about yeah. so um people were like this is amazing so we gave them away for free at the show and then we decided to do like a yearly edition for the next few years where we just sold them through the website end of 2014 the publishers came to us and were like we can help you like make this a proper magazine like get it in shops and like you can use our ad sales team and blah 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 so we worked with them for a few issues in 2015 and then after about six months we were like this is not the vibe this is not working and I'm happy to talk about why I felt that at the time <laughs> um, and then yeah we took it everything back in house and now we do it all ourselves again 
And do you still have print print magazine or is it yeah. all online? Yeah, you still do print. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, we came out of stores because of COVID. So yeah. um, beginning at March 2020 was our like renewal time anyway to be in like WA Smiths and uh, Eason's and Barnes and Noble and stuff. And um, I don't know if you know, but you have to pay a fee to be in those stores. You yeah. like pay a listing fee and it's like quite a lot of money. And it was March 2020 and they wanted like 20 grand. And I was like, well, fuck no. Like, you're yeah. gonna <laughs> like why am I going to pay all this money? So it was a really difficult decision to decide to come out of stores because we were like, you know, are people going to think we're still a legit magazine? If we're only on mail order, will people not want to buy it? Will they be able to find us? And it was really, really scary. But in the end, we literally were kind of, our hand was forced. We could have struggled along through that through that COVID period with stores, but we would have literally been throwing money in the toilet. Yeah. Um, so we came out of stores and now we do everything, subscription, or people can buy it from our website. And it was probably one of the best things that happened to us through COVID, like because of COVID, because now we can be much leaner. We print less because there's less wastage. We're not paying to ship them all over the country. We're only paying to ship them if somebody buys one. Um, we'd have to pay these huge listing fees. And honestly, who goes into a WH Smith anymore? Anyway. No one, yeah. Unless you're at the airport. Oh, right. Happen, yeah. Unless you follow Shabazz. Do you follow Shabazz? Yes. <laughs> I do. About, oh, it tastes like WH Smith. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why no one goes in. Yeah, it was think <laughs> By that point, by 2020, your brand was already super established. Like, you know, somebody like me who's not even doesn't know the wedding industry knows you. You know, like it's a very established brand. Yeah. And so I think it definitely like clearly it was the right thing he said he, he said it was but I think by then people will will see you as a proper magazine and because you, you yeah. brand is so established kind of thing yeah. but I know it's a scary decision anything it was different. very scary yeah, yeah. and like yeah. we just didn't know what people would think or say or if it would massively impact the bottom line but in the end it was the best thing to do we were also like advertisers gonna be mad yeah. if we're printing less because you know we said you know we have this many copies that we print like if it's half that are they going to be like well why am I still paying the same price but actually literally I think maybe one person was even mentioned it no mm -hmm. one really gave a shit um so yeah it was great brilliant and I suppose as the appetizer you want it yeah you could print x amount of copies but if they're just sat in WH Smith right so you need to go into the right person who's actually consuming that by right. and like is like living and breathing everything that you've got in there. Yeah. It was me, because obviously I was an advertiser. And like Joe said to me, did you get a lot of rise? Because your look wasn't really that. I said, yeah, but I had like this little like niche following yeah. that I've got through working with you. Um, and through that, I got Fairy Gothmother in London that then I brought out like my own range for. And I had this like little part of the business which was completely different to what I yeah. did. But it worked really, really well because you were speaking exactly to that client that wanted that. So for me, it was great. So. Yeah, we've, we've always been about the niche. Like we've always yeah. been about, we've never been Brides Magazine. Like I would not want to run that business. That's not the kind of weddings or people we, we talk to. So yeah, we're never, ever, ever going to be the biggest because there's always going to be less people that want an alternative wedding than people that want a traditional wedding. But that's fine. Yeah, yeah. that's your I love it. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and actually you want to just talk to those and, and repel the rest because it's just right. irrelevant, isn't it? Right. And then how then have you, because it was around 2020 that you started doing the mentoring, am I right? Yes. Time. Yeah. 
And how, and was that just because, I think, was it just because people were asking you, like, one? I mean, people had always, people had always asked me for business advice through email or whatever. Um, I used to do a blogging course from, like, 2012 to 2014. You did come, the Blog Academy. Me and two of my friends ran these blogging courses where we would travel all over the world talking to primarily predominantly women about blogging and social media it was really uh, good but i proper fangirls came to it like they were they were like little bunny ears on oh like, my goodness outfits yeah he was full on i remember this girl was like shaking when we were coming in and i was like are you all right i was like <laughs> yeah breakfast you okay and she's like just so excited, like I idolized, and I was like, "Wow, this is like, like yeah." I mean, were, that yeah. was such a fun time. It was an exhausting time. We were traveling so much, but it was so fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd always sort of loved talking and teaching and stuff like that. And then, yeah, like sort of, you know, full disclosure. During COVID, we all needed ways to make money, and yeah. I was like, "I can monetize this, and I can do." And I didn't want to do a course. That's not really my vibe. Like I've done co- like digital courses in the past, and I don't personally enjoy making them. It's mm. not my thing. Um, so I prefer the one-on-one thing. And I thought I'll just do like a few a month, you know, in you know single calls, or they can do a series and just see how it goes. And yeah, 2020. 2021 2022 like that was like a real focus for me not so much this year I'm focusing on other things but I do still do a little bit if people want it but if somebody reached out to you and they were the right fit for you and you wanted to work with them which I think is a really nice thing when you can kind of like say I'm not doing it if somebody came along that you'd love to work with yes absolutely um, and that's a lovely so now you're focusing more on this creative direction styling yeah Ooh, tell, tell us about, about that mm. yeah so we've I've always done my own shoots ever since the beginning of the blog I think like my first one was <laughs> like me and my friend I literally wore my own wedding dress we went to like Bogner Beach and I had like a little hat you know those tiny little sideways hats yeah <laughs> um and yeah it was like you know the rock and roll bride I'm gonna do my own photos I just love doing photo shoots so I started doing them with me as the model and then as we as the sort of business and magazine and everything progressed and I wanted to create my own shoots like I sort of got this little team around me and we'd do a shoot for every issue um it would either be on the cover or it would just be a spread inside and I just love love doing photo shoots it's like my favorite thing to like have an idea and see it come together and work with a really cool like great creative team um and yeah like after doing them and publishing them for a while people started contacting us again like can you include my dress um can you include my flowers um and then sometimes we have brands come to us that are like you know would you do a shoot for us and I'm like yes we will (laughs) it's a huge quote (laughs) so yeah I love people always say to me what do I miss most about what I used to do and one of the top three things for me is always the shoots Mm. I love the prep I love the the day I love the post-production I love the whole thing is so seeing it all come together like you say but it's just so much fun yeah it's quite exhausting yeah but it's it's so much fun I really I do I'm jealous that you get to yeah <laughs> they're so fun and I quite like how there's always like a framework so it's for us our main focus is bridal obviously we do do lifestyle shoots we've done a few you know we did one for W Hotels we did one for Colgate where they wanted like product shots or hotel room shots and stuff and we do do that but 
I think our main strength is doing the bridal. And I quite like that it's in that sort of box of its bridal, but how can we make it different? Yeah. Like, yeah. That's what makes my brain like fire off. I'm like, I know what the constraints are, but we need to put our own spin on it because a lot of bridal shoots are so fucking boring <laughs> where everybody's doing the same thing. It's yeah. like, cool. Disco balls are really popular now. Let's do a disco ball shoot. It's like, okay, but can we think of something else? Like what, yeah. what's next? And that's what I really thrive on. But this is the thing that most people want to be the same. Mm. Most people want, you know, it's like when I worked in the wedding industry and I used to do designer days and brides would come in and they'd say, tell me about your day, tell me about, you know, and they'd tell it and they go, it's so different. And you think, wow, I've just heard a <laughs> girl say exactly the same thing. But of course to them, it's different. You know, it's the first time they've done it. So yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it's exciting and it's, and it's lovely. But most people do want the same thing or what their friend had or whatever. So it's so amazing when something different comes along that is that actually is different. Yeah. And you know, trailblazing because then what happens is you set the trend mm -hmm. and then everyone else starts doing it and then it becomes the norm. And so you have to get something new. Something new. Yeah. Which is a great yeah. it's exciting. Well it's, it's like you know, nowadays you see so many shoots with people with a leather jacket on, don't they? And like you know, and I remember, you know, that that's probably from, I think I remember the magazine that I bought for me. There was like somebody with a leather jacket on the front. And that was years and years ago. I got married in 2015. Um, but now it's kind of become not the norm, but a lot of people do it. A shoot with one yeah. of those hats on and the, you know, and then they'll whip it out in the evening or something. And I think that's because probably started off well, it yeah started with you. yeah like I don't think there's anything wrong with like couples wanting something that's trendy and popular like I kind of love that weddings now look like weddings now like I look at my 2008 wedding I'm like oh my god that was such a 2008 wedding like I would never have that now but it was very trendy then I think that's kind of cool and amazing and like yeah. in 50 years we'll look back like we look at our parents or our grandparents wedding photos and it'll be really off the time I yeah. think that's magical and I think trying to be timeless is kind of bullshit anyway yeah. what, I, what I do dislike is that the industry perpetuates that so much like it's a very distinct difference like this will probably get me in trouble but like it is amazing how little creativity there is in a quite a creative industry like there's a lot of people just ticking the box, doing whatever, like not actually being that creative, which is kind of depressing. Mm. So. No, I agree. I completely agree. What makes what you do stand out even more? Yeah. And the other thing is I like, get it. Like you've got to make money. Like you yeah. can't always be like, sometimes you have to do the stuff that's going to be popular because you need to get your bag or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, I... <laughs> like a fine line. I, uh, I always, when we used to put the collections together, I'd say the best-selling dress will be the one that's the most boring, yeah. one that I don't like. The worst-selling dress that we'll have to pull from the collection will be the one that lights me up. Yeah. I got to a point where I had 20% of the collection that was just really just for me, just, mm. for the just to keep me... Yeah. There was the odd thing that would come through, like my florals, which I didn't expect to take off like they did, and they, they absolutely flew um but most of the time people bought the same i know version yeah. of them, basically <laughs> it's I with 20 different versions you know yeah it's true but that's that's it's not just a wedding industry thing it's a it's yeah. a, a life thing but like you say i had to pay my bills i had a yeah. pay. you know now you know i'm, I'm really grateful for, for all those dresses sold that are the same because it's meant that i've been able to do what i do now so 
yeah there is room though for all the superstitions. and I think it's like we said like not making anyone wrong no. like if they want a, yeah. a traditional wedding or they don't yeah, no shame. everyone gets to be who they yeah. are and it's just great that now there, you is, know, the there is the choice there yeah. wasn't the choice back then yeah. there is and if you choose to be traditional you choose to be whatever amazing yeah, yeah. But just thank God, people have got the choice, and that they've got they've got your brand that like shows them there is a different way. Because I think, like you said, when you were getting married, lucky you're a bit of a trailblazer, and so you were like, "Well, I'm not getting married like that." But a lot of people might have been forced into like this white wedding that they didn't want, very traditional in a church. Yeah, or just not have the confidence. Yeah, not have the confidence to go. Not me. Yeah. 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 So tell us about like the ups and downs of business. I think like it sounds. It's always. you know when we talk about business and how it evolved and it always sounds wow that was amazing but I'm guessing along the way there has been some challenges some ups yes. and downs tell us about that I think people like to hear it don't they they like yeah. to hear the dreams. <laughs> I mean I can go in two different directions with this so you can tell me which one you'd rather hear about but the, the two things I would say I sh- I've struggled with the most over time number one dealing with like haters and like negativity and like although I'm pretty confident and I'm pretty like, fuck yeah, it can be very difficult to deal with a lot of negativity. And the other thing is, you know, the financials. Sometimes you're feeling extremely flush and you're easily making, you know, thousands of pounds a a month and you're paying your bill. And then other times you're like, how am I going to pay my mortgage? Yeah. You know, so those are the two (laughs) main, main, the main things for me, really. And they're both equally, you know, got a place and uh, can impact each other mm-hmm. as well um yeah because the way you're feeling often can impact the way you're making yeah, money the way as well you show up because if people are and like i think i don't know if this is true, true but like maybe with you some people are like oh cat can take it like as if you've <laughs> almost got no feelings and i know that i used to get really pissed off when people would say you know like oh well you know she's okay and i'd be like i'd always be like no you know like don't I don't I hate people being unkind it's just something that I really yeah. always struggled with and just because you've got an opinion and yeah you are you, you were um not frightened to speak up didn't mean that you haven't got feelings does that mean yeah that like at the time I was like a tw- I was like a 24 yeah. year old kid like exactly. tell like, us a bit about what these things were though because I think that is interesting yeah. I think like a lot of people struggle with the money side of things in business but not everyone gets haters because not yeah. everyone is visual or is polarizing yeah I mean I think when you have like any I mean I use the word fame very lightly but when you have any level of like public persona it's very easy for people to look at the 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 small percentage of your life and yourself that you put online and think that is all of you um and also forget that you're a real person I think kind of these days people are getting a little bit better at it but you know people forget that there's like a real person behind the phone and we are not perfect. I have said things in the past that I would never, ever say now. I have done things in the past that I would never do now. And, you know, we all grow and we all learn. And we are human. We're fallible. We make mistakes. And um, people are very black and white sometimes with people online. They're like, well, in 2011, she said this. And her opinion is going to be this exactly the same opinion for the whole time. And she also did this. And that means that she's this kind of person and how sad that they know all that you know what I mean well exactly like I always say that are actually your secret biggest fans because they know everything about you or they think they do or they know every single thing that you did um so yeah it's it's been hard and there's been certain situations where I've been like fuck this it's not worth it um have you had people like trolling you or sending you mean messages 
when people make up lies about you, it's really difficult. Or when pe- when you say one little thing and they completely take it out of context, like, you know, during the beginning of COVID, there was a situation where we have a Facebook group with like brides and grooms and couples and stuff in it. And um, someone had made a post about like their DJ trying, not giving them a refund or not letting them transfer their day or something. It was something that became a very normal thing to do uh, later into the pandemic but at the beginning of the pandemic this wedding supplier was being very inflexible and very difficult to this bride and I remember I think I said something along the lines of like fuck that guy send them to me you know why are they being such an asshole or something yeah and somebody screenshotted it and was like rock and roll bride doesn't support small businesses rock and roll bride thinks that all these businesses should be giving away all their money and and obviously at that time it was a very difficult emotional stressful time for small business owners people were being triggered by everything that people said and the fact you know what I'd said was completely taken out of context that's not yeah. meant at all there's only you can't get a whole load of meaning from like a no line Facebook reply but people just went wild with it mm-hmm. and you know there was all these people in different Facebook groups saying things and people putting things on their story and like people didn't have much to do in lockdown either so right and it's like so much hate came over that time because people yeah. people had more time on the hands and you know yeah. less communication with people and yeah people love to drag people down people love, they love the drama in in the UK we love to build people up and then we like to just drag them down yeah. and really 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 mean and, and people 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 sometimes like to assume the worst and what I've learned over time is that people are never as good as you think they are and people are never as bad as you think they are they're always somewhere in the middle you know such a good way of life yeah and it's like people were like because I said that one thing like oh well her whole business is built on a foundation of lies because all she wants to do is take suppliers money for advertising she doesn't (laughs) at all it's like oh my god can we please take a breath um and also, why shouldn't you take people, you're running a business as well, like, right. but you're providing this amazing platform for them to then get business. Of course, you're going to be, people take it all out of context and you almost should be doing it for free oh, because yeah. you say you support small businesses. So what you should be doing for free, it's, a, it's a whole thing becomes... Well, you can't do right for doing yeah. wrong, can you? It's like... Also, also, sometimes business owners can be dicks and sometimes yeah. they need to be called out for being dicks. Yeah. And that doesn't yeah. mean that I'm trashing every single client I've ever worked yeah. with. It just means I disagree with that one, one particular very small specific situation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Something I have learned with dealing with that kind of hate, especially when it feels like it's coming at you, like that was one of those situations where it just snowballed and like it felt like the whole wedding industry hated me and everyone was posting about it on their Facebook groups and stories. The one thing I've learned is you just say fucking quiet. Like you just don't try because at that point people are so mad. Whatever I had said. Yeah, ignite. Would still be mad. It wouldn't have made anything better. Like fuel on fire. Yeah. I'm not the kind of person to go online and like make a crying apology video or like <laughs> make some fucking stupid justification of what I said. Like yeah. if you want to take this situation out of context and believe something about me forever because I said one thing in a Facebook group, crack on. I yeah. genuinely don't care. How long did it take to blow over? Um, oh gosh, I don't know. If you, few weeks few yeah I don't know and how were you during that time like <clears throat> how did you manage your own obviously you stayed quiet which sounds like it was the right thing to do <clears throat> but like how did you manage how you were feeling did you not read things or could you were you obsessed with reading things like I didn't, yeah it got to I'm an Aries right so I'm quite fiery 
And I tend to be like, when something happens, I'm like, fuck these people. Yeah. And then after a few hours, I go like, because really I'm actually quite sensitive as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, initially I'd be reading it all and be like, these people are fucking idiots. And then once it hits me and I start feeling like, I just have to stop. Like, I think at that point, I literally, you know, took the Facebook app off my phone. I like didn't read yeah. anything. I just left it to blow over. And I don't need to read everything that every, every single person no. is. You best not. Because yeah. and also, that's their truth that they're really believing right In now. that moment. In that moment, that is their truth. And you know your truth and that's what their truth is. Yeah. Sometimes we've got to think, it's not our business to no. change and I, and I think some of those people will forever hate me. They'll always think this one. That one comment. They'll, they'll always be like, oh, fuck Cat Williams, fuck Rock and Roll Bride. And that's fine. I'm not here to convince you otherwise. Like, go and read another blog. Yeah. And the way <laughs> yeah. out, it's their loss because then um, that's what they want to do. And that's fine. You know, like, yeah, I've learned as well myself because people have been said all the time things about me. And, and now I'm just like, I really couldn't give a shit. No, you just, you can't, you have to have. You have to have a good group of people around you that get you, you know, I've got my husband, I've got people I work with, my best friend, my manager, you know, people that truly understand who I am as a person. They know that I'm not perfect and they'll advise me in a way that, you know, I trust and I, I trust. Yeah. Them. Yeah. And you can't, I can't try and please everybody else. It's just impossible. So they're welcome yeah. to. And you don't not, need to. Yeah. And you exactly. don't need to justify yourself or anything because you're magnificent just the way you are and people that love you love you like I've always loved you and I'm always telling you you know I'm always girlfriend you and and that's what you want people and the people that get you and not everything you've ever maybe said I've agreed with but I don't need to to still right to yeah. still respect I mean, that, you that's human that's nature human, yeah. I don't agree I don't agree with everything my husband says you know I don't agree with everything Harry Styles does and I love Harry Styles <laughs> like we're the human yeah, yeah. So, and, and and you I always think that's a bit like toxic positivity as well. When people are like, yeah. oh, everything like I agree with everything, and then and it's like, well, you don't really, do you? I think that yeah. sometimes what happens is people put public figures, like even like you said, like on and you are a public, they put them on a pedestal. Yeah. And the only place from a pedestal is a down. Mm. Like nobody can, like you said, people are never as good as you think and never as bad as you think. Like People put them on a pedestal and then if, if they do anything that's slightly off, oh, that's it. Yeah. they've ruined that's it. it. Yeah, and it's in, actually what has happened is you're not this perfect person that they put you to be. That's their problem. They put you in yeah. perfection. You're yeah. human. Like we all, you know, we all go to the toilet and wipe our own ass. You know, no one's living this like dream Barbie life. Or, you know what I mean? We're just talking yeah. about um, But I think so many people do that and I think social media has made it even more like even more possible to do that really isn't it yeah, do you know what I mean because yeah. we see people's lives or we see the we see the edited curated yeah. version of people's lives and then one one comment and you can be yeah, yeah like we see it all the time people getting cancelled it's horrible yeah and what makes me sad and we spoke about this with another guest before is it's women yeah, it's women, women doing it to women, women. yeah, and, yeah and I think you know cancel culture has this guise of like accountability well people need to be held accountable for their behavior mean and, though isn't it like most, as i said most people are not as bad like yeah and sometimes yeah. we all as humans make stupid comments sometimes we can yeah. say something and be like oh god that didn't sound great but maybe you said it on a live or you put it in a post and yeah. you realize and you are a human mm. like it yeah. doesn't make you inherently 
whatever. But yeah, that's the thing. I think this cancel culture is just horrendous, isn't it? Um, mm. I don't know if it's getting less now. So. It feels like it's getting a bit less, but I don't know. I mean, I feel, yeah, I feel like 2020, 2021 was a very heightened emotional time. Oh, yeah. mm. You know, there was the whole Black Lives Matter stuff in there yeah. as well. It was like, there was a lot of like, well, this business did this and this business, did, and it, it was just very mob mentality, horrible. Mm. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah. And, yeah, no, mm. it, yeah. Was, it was. So what's happening right now for you? Where are you taking the brand and the business and you and everything that you're doing? Well, um, we are focusing more on shoots and getting some more bigger clients to do things like that. We are going to make a few changes to the magazine next year that I'm not ready to talk about yet, but there'll be some like little changes happening. Um, Just constantly trying to like keep on top of what's happening on different social media platforms and yeah just keep trying to keep our head above water yeah. <laughs> and just gareth still work with you full-time in the business he does yeah so he does um your husband? yeah husband, husband yeah so he came on sort of i remember 2011 similar a year or so after i did full-time as well um so he does all the it stuff he does all the magazine like printing distribution shipping stuff like that um so yeah it's oh. fun and also sometimes not that fun. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, all power to you being in business with your husband because, whew, I don't think I could do that. <laughs> I don't Everyone think always says that. that. Everyone yeah. always says that. But, you know, he is my favourite person, so I do like that we spend all, time, all our time yeah. together. It's just, you know, sometimes it's great and sometimes it's really fucking stressful. <laughs> that's, that's married life. Like, that yeah. just, or any relationship or any business partnership, it's, yeah. you know, Sometimes we need a break from each other, don't we? Really? <laughs> you're normally the one that instigates it. What you're on about? <laughs> She's like, I'm working somewhere else today. Distracting me. I'm like, all right. She distracts me all. Yeah. Time. You're like, I love you, but I just don't really like you right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting on my nerves a little bit now. Yeah. Like, yesterday, you said something. She said, "Oh, I'm being really annoying today, aren't I?" And I just went, "Yeah, you are." <laughs> she went. Oh, and I went, well, you are. <laughs> and then I was like, fair enough, at least you're being honest. Yeah, she's like, I am. It's really fucking annoying. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> I was being annoying. However, I'm really annoying as well. Oh, so all the time. It's, like, it's like swings and roundabouts. It's all right. Um, so we always ask our guests, like, what's like one piece of advice that you would give to other business owners, like from lessons that you've learned or from your journey that you'd like to share with others? I think... I would say don't get stuck doing the same thing you've always done because it's the way you've always done it. And sometimes you have to make scary big pivots um, and just trust your gut on those things because if it feels like the time to make a pivot, it probably is. There's nothing worse than getting stagnant and like sticking with something because it's the way things have always been done. Um, When you take those like scary leaps and those big moves, that's often where the magic lies. Oh, oh love that. That language. We love that so 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 true everything yeah. you just said there so for those who want to connect with you more where do you normally where can they connect with you well my personal instagram is just rock and roll bride and then um we've also got the brand instagram which is rock and roll bride magazine i'd say instagram is still probably the main the main spot I do love threads though. I really hope it doesn't oh. die. I feel like it's it started off really strong and now it's a bit quiet. I really do love the simplicity of it and the fact that you don't have to make video. <laughs> um, 
So feel like, do you find that you, I've, I've spoke to a few people who said they feel like they can speak the mind a bit more on there, that they're just a bit like, yeah, as it is kind of thing, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of content creators are incredibly burnt out on social media and there's this constant yeah. need to be making content, business owners as well, like we're so busy and we have to make reels, oh, yeah. really. So it's quite nice that it's a platform where you don't have to do any of that. Um, who knows how long it will last, but right now I'm really loving it. But um, yeah, all our social platforms are Rock and Roll Bride. Our website is rockandrollbride.com. Easy, yeah, easy to remember. Easy. That's what we like. like. All, all across yeah. the board, yeah. We'll pop all the links in the show notes as well so people can go and find Kat. But thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. I've had you on my wish list for the last year, so I'm so glad that you've now been on. Big tip. Yay. Well, it was great to chat to you again. Oh, you too. Thank you so much. And if you're enjoying the podcast, don't forget to leave a five-star review and we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for joining the Money Mavens podcast today with myself, Josie May, and my fellow host, Charlotte Balbier. We're holding regular giveaways with luxury prizes for those that leave us a review. So if you've loved this episode, please go and give us five stars. We really appreciate your support. For more exciting content and inspiration in unlocking your up level, head over to our Instagram and follow the underscore money underscore mavens. The link is in our show notes. Congratulations, you are now officially a money maven. Welcome to the club. We can't wait to celebrate your success with you. See you on the next episode.